Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. We're going to talk some tennis. Yesterday we witnessed a fitting finale to what has been an entertaining year of tennis majors and one of the most incredible US Opens ever. 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz claimed his first major title in convincing fashion at the US Open a day after 21-year-old Inga Swatek established herself as a dominant force in the women's game. What does this mean for the future of tennis? Well, we thought we'd get Alice Gruskin on the uh, on from the Cracked Rackets podcast to pose that very question. G'day, Alex. Ah, oh, good day, my friends. How are you doing this morning? We are doing really, really well, mate. Obviously, two young, fine tennis athletes getting the job done. What does this mean mean for the future of tennis, mate? It's in good stead. No, it's certainly exciting. It beats the alternative, in my opinion, of having the same four people win every event. I think tennis fans are finally ready for some new blood and to see two players who, to be clear, you know, it's September 13th, 2022. On January 1st, 2030, neither Sviantec nor Alcaraz will be 30 years old. And I just think keeping that perspective (laughs) makes everything that much more fun. Hey, Alex, Alcaraz is being compared to a number of uh, athletes at the moment in tennis. Who who do you think, for me, I think he's a young Pete Sampras, but who do you think he, he emulates? I mean, not to cross over outside of tennis, because I think there are some comparisons you can make within this sport, but... It really does remind me of the transcendent athletes. You think of people like LeBron James when he broke through. I am from Detroit initially, and when his Cleveland Cavaliers beat my Pistons in 2007, it felt like, all right, this is the guy moving forward. And with Carlos Alcaraz, it just feels like after this moment with everything he's done, becoming the youngest world number one in men's tennis history, becoming the second youngest male player to win the U.S. Open after the aforementioned. Pete Sampras I mean you watch the guy go behind the back there's never been a ball he doesn't quit on he's a testament to why when you're working out you never skip leg day the guy's a freak (laughs) athlete he's one of one 
You want to talk about that? Three straight matches that went to five sets. So what an engine this guy has. Do you know what he does behind the scenes? Like you said, he doesn't skip leg day, mate, but he is probably the most fittest tennis player on, on, on the tour at the moment because that final went right to the very end and he stayed true and it didn't look like he was gassing out one bit. No, I think he drinks whole milk instead of 2%. I have to imagine that's what he's going with. It's got to be some sort of trick like that because the guy is an absolute freak. I mean, his hairline is manufactured to perfection. And then oh. there's all the things he does on the tennis court, whether it be the forehand, which he can explode into at any moment. The fact that as gifted as he is as an athlete, he's also extraordinarily comfortable volleying, a la a Pete Sampras again. It feels like we get 19-year-old Rafael Nadal, but with a 22, uh, 2022 skill set. And as tennis fans, you know, again, I think we see the Terminator. Jeez, it, it sounded like you were describing Israel Dag then, Alex. Um, <laughs> hey, just on uh, just on both um, Schwartek and and Alcaraz, you you see all these young people coming through the, uh, especially in America. The, there's a big change in the NFL with the young quarterbacks and the young players taking the limelight at the moment. Is this just the the way things are going at the moment? Where uh, the, these types of sports are going to be built for young players and, and 19 and 20 is going to be the new norm? I think it's an excellent question to pose. I think more than anything else, tennis is in a spot where we know who the flag bearers have been. On the women's side, Serena Williams has put together probably the greatest athletic career of my lifetime in any sport, and she's finally retiring from the game. You have Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and while Nadal wins two slams this year, Djokovic wins one, they're still the guys to beat. They're slowing down. They're not playing as frequently, and, you know, I rave about Carlos Alcaraz. I'm glad you bring up Iga. We do a a segment on our Crack Racket shows. That's how you sneak in a free plug, boys. We do a segment on our shows talking about the greatest of all time because that's always a fun argument to have as any sports fan. And the way we do it to have fun because the greatest of all time is a stupid discussion. We talk about who's not eliminated from the greatest of all time discussion because 99% of athletes by the time they're 21 years old, with all due respect, you know, I knew when I was 12, I wasn't going to be the greatest (laughs) tennis player of all time. I was eliminated in that moment. What's crazy to say about Iga Shviantek, 21 years old, she's not eliminated from the greatest of all time discussion. She's one of nine players to win three major titles before turning 22 years old. She won 37 consecutive matches this season. And, you know, May was the first time she was allowed to drink legally in the United States. It's just like, what is the next decade going to look like for Mm. these two superstars? I think tennis has been ready to turn that page for the past Mm. five years, just given the age of these top players. And now it seems like players are finally good enough that they are able to break through. And she's getting paid too, 2.6 million <laughs> US dollars, mate. So she's she's going to be relatively happy. She'll be buying the drinks all summer. But do you think Iga Sortek has a chance of achieving the calendar year, Grand Slam 2023? I do. And to your point, uh, just a quick plug for tennis. In 2020, mm. nine of the top 10 paid female athletes were tennis players. So if you like sports and you're a woman, I'm telling you, tennis is the sport for you. You can make a little, you know, a little dinero to enjoy the later stages of life. But yes, I mean, Iga 
has won a French Open. She's won a U.S. Open title now, which is the same surface they play in Australia. And when she was one of the top junior players in the world, she won the junior Wimbledon title. So she's proven she can do it on every surface. And she's got 15 years to do it. You know, when you're two, two of the four slams there and you've got your 15 best years ahead of you, Odds would say, I mean, I do. It's crazy to say that out loud, but I do think it's possible. Hey, Alex, talking about money and uh, what you know, you're the top nine athletes there earning the cash of tennis players. Do you see a, a maybe a shift in uh, competitions like the um, the Live Golf or the the EPL, uh, where you've got well, more money being being offered up for different tournaments? Well, I want to say just the all-time segue, talking about money. I was like, oh, no, where is he going to go from here? I was like, I, I don't know. Um, you know, we're getting into my bank account. We're getting into yours. I'm happy to exchange numbers. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it is interesting because, like golf, tennis is an individual sport. And the most individual or the most marketable athletes – are the athletes who typically do the best in the game. And, you know, they're the ones who are the big draws. If you have Novak Djokovic playing your event, it's going to sell out. If you have Serena, as we saw in New York, those crowds were incredible. Um, It is a very star-driven sport. At the same time, you know, there's only one world number one at any given moment. And it is the players ranked 20, 30, 40, who sort of need the structure of the ATP Tour to sustain themselves and their livelihood. Tennis isn't always the most lucrative. You know, you can be the 250th best tennis player in the world and you're barely breaking even. And it's, you know, it's it's much, I, I do think there is an opportunity. That's why I say that, because if you can find a way to make the life of the 250th best, best player in the world more financially reasonable, that mm. maybe there would be an opportunity. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Watch that space, I feel, with the LOV and what's happening with the PGA and, and the drama that's going on there. But just coming back to the to the tennis, Kyrgios, is he running out of time? Can you see him getting a job? This was his greatest opportunity to go and get a major, and he obviously fell short to the, the American, Tiafu. But, um, mate, is, uh, can you see him getting it done maybe one day, or, or has well, he got a lot of work to do? You know, not to make it about me, but let's make it about me. Um, Nick Kyrgios is six months older than I am. He was born April 95. I was born October 95. So to hear you say he's almost done breaks my heart because I'm like, no, man, I'm 26 years old. I'm not almost done. Um, But I actually think this year perhaps was the redemption and the kick in the in the cookies, as we say in my culture, that he needed to sort of get his act together as he ostensibly enters what should be the prime of his career. Again, Nick turned 27 in April, and what we've seen in athletics over the past 5, 10 years, regardless of sport, is that that prime is extended. And in a sport like tennis, which is very wearing on the body, but you're not taking hits, you're not suffering concussions, Mm -hmm. certainly it feels like Nick can play his best tennis for the next five years if he'd like to. And I think why this uh, year was so good for him is why wouldn't he like to? He proved this season he can be one of the 10 best players, five best players in the world if he wants to be. You know, again, we're only 27 years old at the end of this year. I like to think there's still a five-year window for me to hit my prime. Over the hill, over the hill, time to retire. (laughs) Hey Alex, what about Coco Goff? Does she does she pick up a major for her first major next year? 
we'll talk about over the hill. 18 years old. Come on. The past is, you know, the best is behind her. Um, no, I think next year. No, I don't think she is quite ready simply because I think what Iga Sviantek to go full circle does best is particularly well suited to beat Coco Goff. Coco Goff is a generational type of athlete in professional tennis and to see her already reach a grand slam final at 18 years old to see her crack the top 10 of the rankings at already 18 years old not a lot of players do that she is definitely special but there are some other special talents right now on tour as well and i just don't think her game has quite matured enough yet she might make another slam final she might win a title in doubles but i don't see the singles title coming quite yet Mm, well, she's been announced to come down under to the ASB Tennis Classic. Just like today, we've had a huge announcement. Casper Rudd confirmed as a starter mm. for our event in the ASB Classic down here to start 2023. Now, if you had the checkbook, who would be the men's player you would unload on to get them to that event? Ooh, I mean... Nick Nick doesn't count because it's so close to home and like, you know, you guys can see him whenever. Um, I, I would open up the checkbook for, boy, if you can get a healthy Roger Federer in what will probably be one of his final 10 tournaments of his career. I mean, I think if you're looking at the clock with bad knees, 40 years old, respectfully, I don't know how many events Roger has left. You open up the checkbook for him. Alcaraz is two, Kyrgios is three, and then the wild card, Francis Tiafa would be the fourth one I would bring in. Oh, beautiful names. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. The mandates have been dropped here, so Novak Djokovic could be more than welcome back here down under in New Zealand. So, <laughs> mate, it's going to be a fascinating See, tournament. No, I didn't want to go there. I was going to say Izzy 5, Djokovic 6 would be probably my go-to. <laughs> awesome, mate. Honestly, there's some, been some big names announced down here at the ASB Tennis Classic in January, and it's one of the great events I've been there and. Uh, I was there last time Serena was there, and it was an awesome event to go and witness. Mate, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts on the tennis. Alice Guruskin, uh, host of Cracked Rackets podcast. You can go have a listen to that on all your podcasts. Where can we get that one? Yeah, Alice, give us give it another plug. Oh, I appreciate it. Part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. You can find it Apple, Spotify, wherever people listen to their podcasts. I was going to say next time, you know, I'm happy to accept the in-studio invitation. Even if it's only for a 10-minute bit, you need me to come down to New Zealand, do my thing, just say the word, and I'm there, my friends. Oh, beautiful. We'll see you in January, mate, for the ASB Classic, Tennis Classic. <laughs> Thanks very much. Good morning, guys. Cheers. Um, mate. It got me thinking there, Kempi, about your, your thoughts on, on the LOV and, and the separate competition, the money that could be involved. I guess with the ATP, it's a bit like the PGA. When you're not playing those certified events or competitions, you don't have the rankings. You don't get the points for the ATP, uh, for the world rankings. I think that's the only downside. But, mate, money talks. You've seen what it's mm. done for the LOV. It's, uh, it's crazy. Look, just have a think about it. It's like... like you know, take the glasses off. Like, you know, people mm. people are traditionalists, aren't they? And they want to play in the LPGA and and stuff. And all of a sudden, live comes up. <clears throat> you think about it from a parent's point of view. And they've got this. They've got this young eight to ten year old kid that can play golf. And now they know 
that there's another opportunity out there. It's like the days when you could only, you know, you wanted to wear the black jersey, it was only the All Blacks, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, professionalism and the NRL came about, and now kids, especially Polynesian kids down here in New Zealand, got two choices. They can play for the All Blacks, they can play NRL. And I just think that question around, is it becoming a younger man's game, is I think what we're going to see in the future is 19, 20-year-olds peaking because of that 10-year-old kid being pushed towards that money. And I reckon, mm. I reckon I wasn't joking at 27, you're over the hill. 27, I think, is the new retirement age. Yeah, well, Kempi, I actually completely disagree because I think the flip side of that is sports technology has never been better. And you look at Tom Brady, you look at what Roger Federer was able to do, Serena Williams, we've never had athletes going this late into their career still competing. So I think you're going to get, I actually think the window is going to be bigger than ever. It's not going one way, I yeah. think it's going both ways. No, look, I just, again, so Tom Brady stood in the back of the pocket and passed the ball. He's getting, this year, especially in the NFL, you're going to see kids come out. You're going to see, look at, look at Joseph Suwali. All right, that's mm. the hybrid. That's Tom Brady, Tom, the Tom Brady's, their time's been. LeBron there, James, there a, 38? The, the LeBron James, there is, there's going to be another 10 LeBron Jameses. There's going to be 10 more Tom Brady's, but they're going to be short, compact um, players that don't play 30 to 40, you know, 20 Ooh. years Twenty years football. I can understand them starting early, Kempi. I can understand them starting early because you're dead right. These families and the way sports go, and they want them to get them started. So they're going to peak at an early age. But then I can see them going longevity. The, 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 the data, the science, the, the, the things in behind the scenes now, they're totally different to back in the day when there was no scientific evidence about looking after your body, what your body needs. You know, LeBron James pumping a million dollars into his body off the field to recovery and things like that. It's only going to give him longevity. Um, so, yeah, I can understand what you're saying, that we're going to get a lot of these players peaking early, but I can see them going for longer and longer. I could see a tennis player going... Till forty, a golfer going to their fifty-five, you know, like, and, and and there is like differences, like with NFL and contact sports. You're only going to be shorter because your body can't handle it. Let's be completely honest. But when you're playing sport where you're probably not getting that high impact for body-on-body contact, then um, I can see them just going further. The scientific evidence and resources out there is just crazy. Yeah, he allowed it clear, mm. is he? The extended prime, the thing of the extended prime, the Kelly Slaters of the world, will we see more of it? And what age will they be hitting their prime as Kempe uh, pontificates? Mm. Double eight, double mm. three. What do you think? Come through, let us know. What age do you see being the prime of a tennis player moving over the next couple of decades? Oh, it's a great question, Kempe. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.